It's time for the Back to the Book broadcast with Brother Jimmy Ruckman. You can send all correspondence to Brother Jimmy Ruckman, 1621 Six Mile Cemetery Road, Maryville, Tennessee, 37803, or email backtothebookbroadcast at gmail.com. The Back to the Book broadcast is a ministry of the Ridgeview Baptist Church in Walland, Tennessee. You can visit the church website at rbcwalland.org. And now the broadcast. Please take your Bibles once again. Turn to Galatians chapter 3. I'm sorry, Galatians chapter 4. Galatians chapter 4, once again. Um, we're continuing our thought this week on law or grace and trying to show you how that the law was fulfilled and finished by the cross and now we are under grace. What does that mean for us? How does that mean in terms of practical living? And Lord willing, this will help us lead into Romans chapter 6 and then continue beginning to show how God means for us to be sanctified and live holy before him and how he gives us the power to do so. But we've been dealing with this thing of law or grace and what's happened to the law. First of all, we've looked at the purpose of the law. That was to prove every man guilty before God to bring us to Christ. The ministry of the law was one of condemnation. It was never there to give righteousness. It couldn't. It couldn't give righteousness. It could not give life. And Paul says here in Galatians that if it could have given life, then righteousness would have been by the law but it couldn't. So we come to Galatians chapter 4, and if you'll understand the context of Galatians, Paul's writing to a group of people that Paul had showed them the truth of the gospel. They had accepted the truth of the gospel with open arms. Paul leaves, goes on to the next place, and these Judaizers come in behind him, teaching that, listen, you're still under the law. You still have to obey the law. Yes, salvation is by grace through faith in Christ, but after that's done, then we have to keep the law to keep our salvation, and you've got to be circumcised. You have to observe all these things that the law said. And Paul finds out about it. And the whole purpose of the book of Galatians is to deal with a church that is lapsing back to legalism. A church that's falling for that works are required to either be saved or to maintain their salvation. And it ain't, it ain't, it ain't the truth. It's not scriptural. So Paul writes an entire book to hammer this one issue. And it, we just to kind of pick up where we left off yesterday, Galatians chapter 4 and verse number 8. He says, Howbeit then, when you knew not God, you did service unto them which by nature are no gods. But now, after that ye have known God, or rather are known of God, that's speaking of salvation, how turn ye again to the weak and beggarly elements, whereunto ye desire again to be in bondage? Ye observe days and months and times and years. All these things the law told them to keep. He says, I'm afraid of you, lest I have bestowed upon you labor in vain. Here they're trying to live out the law for to, to basically keep their salvation. It's this issue of legalism. And Paul's getting all over them for it. It's not scriptural. Now, if you're still not convinced, I want you to turn with me to Colossians chapter 2. We're going to read... A little bit more of scripture here, but again, we're dealing with some of the same issues. Paul's dealing with some teachers coming through, and granted, these Judaizers were very, were probably the most problematic group in the times of the apostles. 
They took, okay, yeah, grace by faith for salvation. After that, works, works, works. You're still under the law. You're still under the law. They even be, had begun to pull in Peter into the group at one point. That's how powerful this false doctrine was. And Paul comes and had, the scripture says, Paul had to, to, to withstand him to the faith, to the, to the face, and show him that he was wrong. That was not what God intended. So, this false doctrine has power. It's really, it's, it's making somewhat of a comeback even in today. There's so many people I come across that believe in one way, shape, or form, either works for salvation or works to keep their salvation or, or works so I can be holy in the sight of God and they totally misunderstand the purpose of the law and the purpose of grace. So, Colossians in chapter 2. And let's just begin reading in verse number 4. This will give us kind of where Paul's going and then he's going to get very plain about what's going on here. Verse number four, And this I say, lest any man should beguile you with enticing words. For though I be absent in the flesh, yet I am with you in the Spirit, joying and beholding your order and the steadfastness of your faith in Christ. As ye have therefore received Christ Jesus the Lord, so walk ye in him, rooted and built up in him, and established in the faith, as ye have been taught, abounding therein with thanksgiving. Now notice this next verse. This is a warning of false doctrine, false teachers coming through. He says, Beware lest any man spoil you through philosophy and vain deceit. After the tradition of men, after the rudiments of the world, and not after Christ. Now I'm going to give you a little spoiler alert here. He's dealing with these issues of legalism. He's dealing with the issues of the law here. And we're going to find that out the farther down in this text that we read. These, This philosophy and vain deceit, traditions of men and rudiments of the world, all those are, are terms he's using for the law and those saying you have to keep the law to be saved. So, we keep on reading. He says, Beware lest any man spoil you through philosophy and vain deceit, after the traditions of men, after the rudiments of the world, and not after Christ. For in him, speaking of Christ, dwelleth all the fullness of the Godhead bodily, and ye are complete in him, which is the head of all principality and power. Notice this now. In whom also ye are circumcised with the circumcision made without hands, in putting off the body of sins of the flesh by the circumcision of Christ, buried with him by baptism, wherein also ye are risen with him through the faith of the operation of God, who hath raised him from the dead. And you being dead in your sins, and in the uncircumcision of your flesh, hath he quickened together with him, having forgiven you all trespasses. Now, that little passage there reminds me very much of Romans chapter 6. That will come into play when we hit chapter 6. But here's where I'm really trying to get to, is verse number 14. Notice this. This is speaking still of Christ. Christ hath forgiven you all trespasses, blotting out the handwriting of ordinances that was against us, which was contrary to us, and took it out of the way, nailing it to his cross. And having spoiled principalities and powers, he made a show of them openly, triumphing over them in it. Hold on a minute. What was just said? 
blotting out the handwriting of ordinances. What is that? Those are the ordinances of the law. That's all these religious rites, all these traditions, all these particular things that the law said, do this, do this, do that, don't do that. You had to stay clean a certain way. You had to have everything a certain way. You had to stay away from certain meats. You had to, to treat people a certain specific way. And if you just broke it even in the smallest infraction, something had to die. A sacrifice had to be made because the penalty of the law was always death. But when Christ died on the cross, he blotted out the handwriting of ordinances that was against us. That word blotting, it means to smear out or to wipe away. The ordinances are going to be referred to in verse number 21. These things, touch not, taste not, handle not, all these doctrines and commandments of men. God at the cross wiped it all away. We are not under the law anymore. We are under grace. The law, the ordinances of the law, were finished by the cross. Now that's going to give probably some more questions that I promise you we're going to answer. Just hang with me. This does not give license to sin. This does not mean what was once sin isn't sin now. But what does it mean? There were ordinances that were given as a shadow of things to come to point us to Christ that are not necessary anymore. We don't go and sacrifice animals anymore to, to keep our fellowship right before God. Why? Because we've realized those sacrifices were just a shadow of the sacrifice that Jesus was going to make. And so now it's been paid in full. We don't have to obey that part of the law. Observing all these days that they were commanded to observe. We don't need to. The fulfillment of all the, those days, all those things, it was all in Christ. Christ fulfilled every piece. All the law was literally a shadow of what was to come. It was foreshadowing the grace of God and the sacrifice of God that would be given. How we were condemned by the by the law. But we were condemned because of our sin. But when Christ came, he, he paid the debt for our sin. He removed those ordinances that we find out, according to this verse, they were against us, they were contrary to us, and they were in the way. The law was never there to help us. The law was only to condemn us and to show us we need God. We need grace. There is no way by the law, by ourselves, we can get saved. So all these ordinances, now that Christ has come on the scene, would be against us and will be in the way because if we still have to do all these things, then Christ died in vain. Christ didn't need to come. Now, if you're still not convinced, the law couldn't ever bring holiness or righteousness. That's why it was in the way. We continue reading. Verse number 16. Notice what he begins to say now. Let no man therefore judge you in meat or in drink or in respect of an holy day or of the new moon or of the Sabbath days 
which are a shadow of things to come, but the body is of Christ. Whoa! What just happened there? Don't let any man judge you based on all these ordinances of the law, based in the keeping of all the Sabbath days, based in any any holy day, all these things. Now, I believe we ought to have respect for the Lord's day. That's a different issue. But all these things in the law were just a shadow of things to come. And we are not expected to keep all these physical ordinances anymore. There's your scripture for it. Verse 18, Let no man beguile you of your reward in a voluntary humility and worshiping of angels, intruding into those things which he hath not seen, vainly puffed up by his fleshly mind, and holding not the head, which is Christ, from which all the body, by joints and bands, having nourishment, ministered, and knit together, increaseth with the increase of God. Now notice this part. Wherefore, if ye be dead with Christ, from the rudiments of the world, why, as though living in the world, are ye subject to ordinances? Touch not, taste not, handle not, which all are to perish with the using, after the commandments and doctrines of men. Which things indeed have a show of wisdom in will worship and humility and neglecting of the body, not in any honor to the satisfying of the flesh. The only reason people want to live in, in this under the law today, people, teachers that try to teach that, is pride. They are not willing to admit their unrighteousness before God, and they want to pride themselves in their flesh at, look how good I'm living. Look how righteous I am. Yes, it, it's to mankind, to flesh, it looks good. It has a show of wisdom. But that's it. It's just a show. It's not true wisdom. It doesn't work. You see, there was no honor in it. There's no satisfaction to, to the flesh in it. We are still wicked. And that's the difference between law and grace. Law corrected only the fruit of a heart issue. But grace fixed our wicked heart. You've been listening to the Back to the Book broadcast with Brother Jimmy Ruckman. You can send all correspondence to Brother Jimmy Ruckman, 1621 Six Mile Cemetery Road, Maryville, Tennessee, 37803, or email backtothebookbroadcast at gmail.com. The Back to the Book broadcast is a ministry of the Ridgeview Baptist Church in Wallen, Tennessee. You can visit the church website at rbcwallen.org.